From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. So looking here at Pro Football Talk, the Rams hosting the Broncos on Christmas Day. In an effort to minimize empty seats, the Rams are trying to persuade season ticket holders to donate their tickets to charity. Mm. Oof. That's, now, a, that's a great cause, but yeah. that's, that is poverty franchise <laughs> stuff, especially coming off a of Super Bowl. And, and let's not forget, Rams-Broncos was going to be a prime time game, and it's being flexed out. Good. Think about that. And now the defending champs against Russell Wilson. Season ticket holders are being asked to give their, their tickets they're not going to use to cherish. So here's the thing, though. Woof. <laughs> Should we just flex the Rams and Broncos out of the NFL? Yeah, flex them out of the season. Yeah, like, why are we even playing around? Like, yeah, sure, flex them out of primetime for sure. But, like, why why do we even have to watch that game in general? Nobody should that's, be sub- subjected to that. That's Bryce Perkins versus Russell Wilson. That's exactly what we signed up for. Who's the better quarterback in that situation? Where did school go to – or where did school – where did Bryce Perkins go to school, by the way? Oh, they said Virginia it so many times. Virginia Tech, I believe. They said it so many times. I can't. I thought it was, might have been West Virginia. Might have been. Uh, it was not West Virginia. I it believe it might have been Virginia Tech. Oh, it wouldn't have been West Virginia. You're right. Virginia Tech? Yeah, maybe. Regardless, he was um, rough at the quarterback position. <laughs> yeah. That's my observation. Rough so now, at the quarterback position. At the beginning of the season, you're thinking, okay, we're getting the defending Super Bowl. We're getting Russell, the Super Bowl champions. We're getting yeah, Russell Wilson. Right. Merry we're getting, Christmas. We're getting Tua Tungvaluwa, and who knows what this Dolphins can do. We're getting Aaron Rodgers yeah. coming to town. Now it might be Tua against Jordan Love. It's Tua versus Jordan Love, and it's uh, Bryce Perkins versus Russell yeah. Wilson. And it might be like a 4-11 and 11 Packers team at that point. <laughs> this is not good. Hey, yeah, man. Ken Levick alive here on Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. Duffy's in Del Rey, Linden Federal. That's where we're hanging out. Uh, Stone Labanowitz, Theo Dorsey until 1 o'clock. I'll be here until 2 o'clock. It'll be me, Julian Zaldivar, Ilias Bustamante for Stars and Stripes today, leading you into the United States and Iran. United States and Iran, final group stage game of the World Cup. The U.S. needs a win to get into the knockout stage. It is going to be intense and stomach-churning, to say the least. And uh, we did get confirmation. Perkins is a Virginia Tech quarterback, correct? A Virginia Cavalier. Oh, Virginia Cavalier. UBA, yeah. I saw apologies. orange on the photo. Okay. Yeah. A Virginia Cavalier quarterback. Okay. So uh, Silent Assassin Christian Cat back in the Anna John Living Action and Attorney Studios in West Palm Beach. If you could, could you play yesterday where Stone revealed to us in his other job as, what, are, what is your title at Hard Rock Stadium? So I work with guest experience. Okay. Um, guest experience uh, extraordinaire. L- luxury. Mm. Luxury. Provider? Luxury. What are you doing behind those curtains? Mm-hmm. Guest uh-huh. experience. Guest experience. Luxury. luxury. Enhancer? No. Luxury enhancement. Luxury. I don't know. Cool. He's an accommodator. Luxury accommodator, to Stone Labanowitz. Exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> Luxury <laughs> provider, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday. He had a meeting with the bosses, and this is a meeting that they have before every game, whether it be the Canes, the Dolphins, maybe it's a concert. Hey, here's what the crowd's going to look like. Here's yep. what our priority is. Like mm-hmm. before Miami, Florida State, it was, hey, tonight 
Like, I, it, maybe you need to look the other way a little bit when it comes to um, really going hard on an ID or something along those lines. We're preventing fights tonight. We want to make sure things don't get violent. Like, that's just yeah. crowd control 101 mm. right there. That's just good luxury accommodations, yes. okay? Uh, but on, on Saturday for Miami and Pitt, the, the bosses of Stone, they sat everybody down, all his fellow luxury mates, and <laughs> they said, all right, Here's what to expect with the crowd, and here's what to expect with the students. And Stone told us that story yesterday here on Ken Levick Alive. Well, we can get in that meeting, right? The boss has come in. He goes, as far as the student section tonight, guys, expect less than 40. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and there were less than 40. Oh. There were less well, than 40 students there. Tyler Van Dyke was right the entire time. <laughs> expect less than about 40 kids. We're not running the buses from campus. None of the kids signed up, and oh, they're still on Thanksgiving my. break. There were zero, count them, zero, zero sign-ups for Miami students to get on the bus from campus and to come to the Canes pit game. Zero students. They didn't run a single bus from campus in Coral Gables to Hard Rock Stadium. That is incredible. (laughs) Oh, my God. Canes fans, Mario Cristobal, the guy you spent just millions millions of dollars on and a brand-new AD Mm. from Clemson with a booster who has Millions at his disposal. And the year ends with, count them, zero students signing up to get on the student bus to go from campus to Hard Rock Stadium. So that right there is from yesterday on Ken Levick Alive. So we put it out on the old socials, as we do, Mm. on Ken Levick Alive. And right now, we're at 40,000 views of that, (laughs) that clip that you just heard here on Ken Levick Alive. We're at 250 retweets. Uh, we are at, uh, we're upwards of 1,000 likes now on that. It has gone viral, as the kids say, and it has been hijacked by Florida State fans. Oh, of course. Just killing the Canes. Just we, destroying we, Miami we fans. We put the ball right on the tee. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and, and, and being used to hit that ball on the tee is a fungal bat. All right, like this thing is a metal fungo bat because FSU fans are teeing off on Canes fans, but Canes fans, as you'd imagine, Theo, are well furious yeah. at us. Yeah, furious at us. So here we go. Let's just go through a couple of them here. Infamous Rasta. He tweets: This is why not everyone should be allowed to talk sports. Wow. Miami is a majority out-of-state student body that's gone during Thanksgiving break. You think students are coming back early to watch a team whose players? Number of upset Canes fans echoing the same thing. If you actually go to the podcast and listen to us discuss this, though, we're not bagging on the students. Yeah, that's not the... If I was a <laughs> Miami student, I sure as bleep would be sitting my ass on campus or going somewhere else. If I stayed home or I came back to campus on Thanksgiving weekend, I'm not giving up my time to go watch that dreck to go watch Mario Cristobal lead the Walking Dead to another blowout loss at Hard Rock (laughs) Stadium? Absolutely not. This isn't on the students. What we were talking about yesterday is an indictment of how bad Mario Cristobal's first year has been, how unacceptable this has been, and how he can talk about will win championships all he wants. But this is the worst season that Miami has had in 40 45 years, and this is the guy that the University of Miami 
went all in on. This was the transcendent coach. This was the guy with the buzz coming home, the cortadito. It was all of those things. And he came back and they got blown out almost every game they played at home after the end of September. Yeah. So I don't, I, I, we're not bagging on the students. The students didn't come because Mario Cristobal and that team are abject crap. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was never – but, you know, the problem is Miami fans in general get defensive. So sensitive. Miami sports fans get, get so defensive and so sensitive about attendance to games, all because it really sparked up and it really got overblown during the Heatles because the Miami Heat were so good and people were showing up in the second quarter and leaving before the game yeah. ended a lot. So that's when it really kind of – spark the national outcry right so anytime you mention anything about fan attendance people get up and off so that's that's really what it was they taking away our license to talk sports because we're reporting on something that actually happened at right. Hard rock stadium right is ridiculous and, and if you wanted to take it a step further like we're talking to the tennessee volunteers like if they played off campus yeah i don't th i think regardless i don't think Zero buses. There, there would not be zero buses. Like yeah. their student section would fill up. I think if you go to West Virginia, was playing off campus. Like those students would bus there, and they'd fill that up by the tens of thousands. Yeah. So it's I not mean, a lot to do in no. Tennessee. And, <laughs> and keep in mind too, <laughs> even if like even if it was this this treasured <laughs> on campus stadium that the Canes had, you know how many students would be there? Same amount as Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Forty, maybe. There was maybe forty students there, maybe no, I mean, because the product sucks. And I mean, sucks hard. And I mean, is unwatchable. Stone and I were talking about it off the air yesterday. What Mario Cristobal and Josh Gaddis especially put out on the field on offense this year has been unwatchable. It is unbearable to see whatever that is on the field yeah. in a Canes uniform. And honestly, the defense, there have been times it hasn't been much better. But it is inexcusable to have all of these ACC games at home this year, and only one was close. Only one was competitive, and that was North Carolina. Yep. Everything else was a blowout. And you got blown out by Middle Tennessee State. Just to add an exclamation point to the Canes' sentence this year. Yeah, they got dominated by Middle Tennessee <laughs> dominated. State. Dominated. Yeah. And they finished the season 1-10 against the spread, which is the worst in any Miami Hurricanes football season I think ever reported, to be completely honest <laughs> with you, or as far as, like, the Super Bowl era or the new era, however it works. Was like, that why one? would the Super Bowl era matter? I'm just saying, like, they yeah. knew whatever, like, they're yeah, 1-10. Was saying. that one cover against uh, – it was, was that the UVA game? It was week one, Bethune-Cookman. Oh. It was oh. week one, really? So they went 10 straight? They went 10 uh, straight, uh, not covering the spread. Man, I should have been loading up against the Canes. Right. For, and a lot of people did. There are a lot of Canes haters out there. And then, again, to just pour salt on the wound, like, I don't think we have a clue what to expect out of Tyler Van Dyke at this point. We were talking about a kid who was going to get mocked in the first round or was getting mocked in the first round. Now are we begging him to come back and be our quarterback uh, again? If like, I were him and Josh Gaddis was still my OC, you know what I would do? I'd say, hello, Portal. Take me somewhere else. <laughs> Any, anything else. Uh, Canadian Football League. Is the XFL still hiring? Calgary Stampede. <laughs> and it's nuts that we're even having that discussion because we're talking about a kid who had the fourth shortest Heisman odds. This team was ranked 12th in the entire country at one point before taking on Jimbo's Aggies and stuff. So it's all just gone downhill so fast uh, and I, so hard. Uh, my, my point is, when we talk about how zero student buses were chartered from campus to Hard Rock Stadium because – 
there weren't any students that signed up to go to the game. Oh, but it was Thanksgiving break. I promise you. Which I said Thanksgiving but, break but, in, that, in that quote. But I promise you, previous Thanksgiving breaks, there were still enough students on campus that either A, stuck around, or B, came back to campus to attend the game right. on Saturday. At least one bus. At least enough students for one bus on Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend for an ACC game, an in-division ACC eligibility. game. For bowl eligibility. Yeah. Miami was playing for something. So I don't want to hear Thanksgiving break. I get it. Miami's a private school. I get it. Miami's student enrollment is not as big as some of the other uh, of the other ACC programs. I get it. But that's still unprecedented. For at the University of Miami, the Brown University of Miami, there are not to be enough students with interest to get on the bus and go to Hard Rock Stadium, so much so that they scrapped the charter bus altogether. Okay? Yeah. Like, th- this is not like it was final week of the season against Bethune-Cookman. This was final of the week of the season with bowl eligibility on the line against Pitt, a recognizable college football brand in your conference. Okay? Yeah. So I don't want to hear about Thanksgiving break because what happened Saturday with no buses being chartered because no students signed up on campus to go to the game, that is an indictment of Mario Cristobal. That's not Thanksgiving break. That's Mario Cristobal. That's the state of the program. That is the way this team underwhelmed and then fell off the face of the earth this year. It's that, not Thanksgiving break. But it also is not us bagging on Miami students. It's us making sure everybody knows that apathy is set into a point where there are no buses chartered to bring students from campus to Hard Rock Stadium because... Mario Cristobal, and he might be great for this school, and he might be great for this program, but that is one of the most dastardly, terrible opening seasons I can remember from any coach at any level. Unprecedented. And that's Mario Cristobal, again, in context, the guy you threw bags, bags of money at, sacks of money at, airplanes crashed them on his lawn full of cash with dollar bills sprawled all over the place. Absolutely. And you have a billionaire and his whole staff. The Broyles Award winner. Come on, Josh. Nothing. In fact, he was a detriment to this staff. And then you have John Ruiz, the billionaire, who is, is, is out there putting out all these fires on social media and you're relying on him and all of his money and life vault and the NIL to bring in these recruits. And what did it get you? Blowout loss after blowout loss after blowout loss after blowout loss. And a team that quit. That quit is not just they were bad, they quit. So that, Angry Canes fans, is the point we're making. It's not on you because I wouldn't watch that crap show either. Oh, man, I, I, I couldn't at all. I, I was telling Stone in the break, uh, Brianna Nespra, who came on with us at the beginning of the college football yep. season. Um, she's WPTV reporter. She's a Canes alum, a recent Canes alum. And she told me how she rushed out of the door at WPTV when she was done with her stories to get to Hard Rock Stadium to watch that game. And she also told me about how much she regretted that decision once the Canes got to playing football. So FAU's postgame show on Saturday after their game against Western Kentucky, it ended around 4.30. My wife texted me. She's like, hey, come down. Come down and go to the game. I still got my extra ticket. Come down. And I was like, nah. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to hang out with my wife. But I have plenty of time to hang out with her. I don't get those three hours back. Yeah, you live with her. And I have. I'd rather go to dinner than watch <laughs> you don't Josh Gaddis's offense. Man. And I'm have basically front row tickets each and every week to watch right. these guys. And I'll tell you, I probably watched a combined one or two drives. Like it's hard enough to watch a flag get thrown or watch an offense that has six true freshmen out there on the field, whether they're trying to run routes, trying to complete passes to each other. It's just not a product. 
that that anybody wants to see. Like I don't blame anybody for not checking yeah. these guys out right now. I. I, I need Canes fans to stop being sensitive for a moment, stop being in your feelings for a moment, and understand we're not attacking you. We're not attacking the Canes students. I'm not interested in having a conversation, though, about Thanksgiving break and how many students stay on campus because there are enough to put on a bus yeah. to go to see a Miami Hurricanes college football game. Okay, just one. One singular bus. One. That's all. One. It could even be a short bus. <laughs> and there wasn't enough students for that. Okay. So understand that that is unprecedented, whether it's Thanksgiving break or not. But also understand we don't blame you or the students for not wanting to go. There's a reason there was only 12,000 fans there. There's a reason there was only in total 40 or less students at the game in total yeah. who decided to drive themselves to the game or course, Uber dude. themselves to the game because it sucks. Yeah. They need to be comped for that. They yes. Need to, yeah. <laughs> they should get their tuition comped to yeah. an extent. So I, I <laughs> that is awesome because there was maybe 10 of them. Yeah. And, you know, I made it a point. Like, I also work very close to the student section so I can walk up out of my spot and I kind of get a scope who's all here, right? And there was definitely 12, and they're up in the first first one oh, or two rows. Man. And, they, hey, they were out there holding up the U. <laughs> they were letting the other team Those know 12 when they brought got it. a tackle for loss. Like, they were into it, and it was like a social experiment to me. Like, Something why else. are you guys here right now? How did you get here? What's, what's the vibe? Yeah, are, are you being kidnapped? Man. Blink twice if you're in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Texas A&M has the 12th man. Miami has the 12 men. 12 men. <laughs> got 12 guys up there. Hey. That's the 12 men right there <laughs> holding us down. Hard Rock Stadium. Yep. Go Canes. Texas A&M with the 12th man. The Miami Hurricanes with the 12 men. <laughs> Coming out showing their loyalty against Pitt on a Saturday uh, night. So, again, Canes fans, just chill out. The 12 men. Is so good. <laughs> 12 men. Just relax. And we understand why the students didn't go. We understand. I had a chance to go, and I didn't. Yeah. I support. I put my fist in the air for the Miami students. Take a stand against trash bag football. Okay? And like that it. was trash bag football. There's nothing to be afraid of admitting that, you know what? I didn't go. I gave away my tickets, or I burned them because that whole thing sucked. I'm going to say one more thing about Mario, and I hate to pile on the man because, again, I love the story. I think the guy's a good coach. I think he might be in a little over his head here in Miami because Miami is such a different situation from everywhere else. I would argue. Well, let me let me ask you this first, Theo. Who would you say is the poster boy for college football failure as a coach in 2022? What name immediately comes to mind? Right now? Like, I'm thinking like an for, SEC for guy. For this season? You're yeah, about for Jimbo this Fisher. season. Yeah. Okay. Thank I'll, you. Okay. Thank, okay. You. Thank okay. you. No, we're on the same page. I'm about to say he's won national championships. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, want to. Yeah, this season. This season. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher. Is, we're, we're on the same page. Yeah. I would argue that Jimbo Fisher, the man that we love to make fun of, the man in constant consternation. The man who is, is constantly the subject of how can Texas A&M afford his buyout? Because how can they move on with that? Or let's kill them all. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, yeah we've got people calling, uh, people calling Feinbaum talking about how much it costs to get a hitman for Jimbo Fisher. Only about 10 wrecks now. We're talking about how oil stocks, if they go up, then Texas A&M boosters can afford to buy out that Jimbo Fisher contract. <laughs> I would argue. That Jimbo Fisher, all things considered, after 12 football games in 2022, had a better year than Mario Cristobal. After all of that, after all of the teasing, all of the kicking Jimbo Fisher while he's down, at least Jimbo Fisher did some stuff this season. Well, I, it, 
Well, I don't even think it's arguable. I because was going to say, Jimbo I don't think Fisher it's an ended his season on a win, a big win, by the way, that kept LSU out of the college football playoff contention, whereas if LSU wins that and then beats Georgia in the SEC championship, they likely get in. And You'd let's not forget Miami. what happened in College Station like week three of the right. college football season. One of the most boring college games of the year, oh, hashtag yep, Josh Gaddis. Yep. And Miami had so many of them. I mean, if you oh, had yeah. the top ten boringest college oh, football man. games – Miami has number one with the Virginia game, but they might be in there three times. What was the lamest Miami performance of the year? It had to be the Virginia game. To, to go to it's six 100%. overtime. But they at least won that one. 12, it was lame, though. 12 consecutive punts. I mean, there's That's nothing the like it. That there's might have been, like it. I mean, out of the past five years of college football, for two power five programs, State. 14 to 12 in overtime. But at least you won Florida State. You're just getting ragged out all over the field. That game was over at like, least there was some you, two minutes you, in. You I shot could, that game. There were some exciting plays. You, for that Garnet Gold. <laughs> you could argue that it was actually Florida State. Now, I think I, it's because I forgot. I scrubbed it from my memory, but it, I should have brought that one up first. Being a, that was an out-of-body experience for, for, I think, all of us Canes fans or yeah. supporters at that. I think the Florida State game most definitely has to go down as one of the worst performances of them all. I covered that game, and I left at halftime. That's how yep. bad that game was. I knew what was it, and I had to but get back and get my report for WPTV. Texas A&M did have their Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State loss, right? They'd lost to Appalachian State. Like, they had some big-time blemishes on their season. But, yeah, they capped it off the correct way and had some big wins throughout the season. So it's easy choice here. And I guess what was the bright spot of the Kane season? We say, talk about the lamest. That, could, that discussion could go on forever. What about the bright spot of the Kane season? What was the bright spot Carmine of the McClain. Kane season? Yeah, it's something off the field. Fine, let's do it like this. What was the on-field <laughs> brightest point of the season for Miami? What was the top brightest moment of the season on the field? I'm hesitant to even say that it was the Georgia Tech win because we started 13 freshmen, and it was kind of like, all right, seniors, we know who's going to hit the portal. We're going to start Jakari Brown here, like Jake Garcia, your bench. And it was like, all right, freshmen, go do your thing. Like, I didn't count that as that big of a win. Like, that's not like – Something that, but it might be the Georgia Tech of. win. It might be the Georgia I don't know. Tech. I win. have a better one because this was the for me the high point of the Kane season was I forget the what media must, day in no, Charlotte. Well, no, because that was where he started. That's where he messed up because he made us wait on Ken Levick alive. He uh -huh. made me sit up there and wait two days at when, ACC kickoff. And, and Mike Norvell gave us the time and, of day. And remember, yeah, remember when true. I came back from ACC kickoff? I, I said I like what Mike Norvell has going on, and I'm not so sure about this crystal ball guy. You said the vibes are high. The vibes with were these, high these with Florida State Seminoles. And look what happened. But you know what? I'm no Nostradamus. I'm just Theo. <laughs> I'm just Big Teddy. But look. I think more specifically, <laughs> it was either the Southern Miss game or the Bethune-Cookman game on, I think it was a punt return or something like that. A guy, or it was an interception. Remember, the, the D-back got the interception. It was Cam Kitchens. Cam Kitchens gets the interception. He goes and celebrates. He gets the flag. And Mario Cristobal, to, to, much to the love uh, of Stone Levanowitz. Oh, hell yeah. Mario Cristobal is. Get him. He gets all of the defense together. That's coaching. He calls over like five camera people, too. He says, hey, you come over here. I see, okay, I see you over here with, with Fox 5. And you are, everybody get the cameras ready. I'm about to berate the team in front of. I'm about to change of, the culture. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cristobal. Guys, culture yeah. change coming right now. <laughs> He yells at Cameron Kitchens about celebrating the interception and getting a flag. And do you remember how high oh, and yeah. mighty Kane's fans were after that? I that mean, was the biggest oh, moment. That's what. That's the discipline we needed. Yeah. And then and we told you give Tone. up 45 to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> and you give up 45 to Duke. And Florida State ended the game in two minutes. Oh. And Pitt had... Pitt ended the game before it started. Pitt, Pitt yeah. had that stadium ended up, uh, emptied out before the game even started. Yep. That was, yep. uh, 
What was the highest moment on the field for Miami this year? What was the highest point for Miami on the field this year? Off the field? You're right. It was the number one recruit in the entire country. Yeah. Or ACC no Media Day when everybody fell in love with, uh, with Mario Cristobal. <laughs> oh, and when he announced again that there was no turnover chain, right? Right, yeah. all right. And that and, was the talk of Charlotte. did you know Mario loves Cortadito? Oh, he loves Cuban coffee? Yeah. Did you, do you, yeah. I, I just want to make sure we're all clear on that. Uh, Devin is in Boca. Devin's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Devin? What's going on, Ken? How are you, brother? Right now, today, I do not want to hear this public service announcement you guys got going on on behalf of Miami. I told uh. you guys from the beginning, <laughs> this was going to be the same story when you guys were out giddy, talking uh. about Miami's back with Mario uh. Cristobal. I told you guys yeah. it's going to be the same right, thing. Scott. And now you guys are here acting like you guys are on some political campaign, <laughs> trying to point out every little if and what about this and about uh. that. It is the same story. When you guys had Mario Willingham, you guys was excited. You guys got Manny uh -huh. Diaz. He loved coffee the same way. You guys got Christopher. You guys were all up in arms. The canes are this. The canes are that. I told you guys, you guys are going to be the same story. And here he is, listening to three guys, trying their best to twist and turn out. The point is, Miami sucks. They have sucked for the last 30 years, and they're going to continue to suck. The best players do not go to Miami. There's a lot of other teams that's better than Miami. Eventually, maybe they'll come back around. But for right now, just take that L on the chin, try and get some cafecito with Cristobal, <laughs> and let's go again oh, next year and man. get all hype again next year and fail again and keep it You're going and keep right. it going. And that's the Dolphins. You guys got uh, something about it. So I don't want to hear it. Just be quiet, enjoy it, and say, okay, guys, next year we'll see what happens. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Devin, appreciate it. And we deserved every single solitary second yeah. of what Devin just did to us. Yeah. That's we deserve that. I, I, I We deserve that. I know. I, I, we, we just got smacked back down to earth. Yeah. But, again, Florida State fans are on it right now. That's they have co-opted what we were talking about yesterday, and they are using it as a weapon against Canes fans. Oh. And Canes fans are pissed at us. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of Florida State fans for having their moment in the sun. I'm proud that Mike Norvell has turned things around because mm -hmm. it was a rough start for him and has Florida State looking like a good program again because that makes it that much more sweet when the Canes rise from the ashes and knock them back off their ladder. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. I thought Devin eventually. just taught you a lesson. Eventually. Right eventually. Right all, look, all good things come to an end. It, this is 2022. You know, by 2035, <laughs> Miami will beat FSU and knock them off their pedestal. That's all I'm saying. With that audio, beat that, Devin. With that thing we put out on social, we basically took some barbed wire, went and bought a, uh, a wooden baseball bat, just wrapped it around, <laughs> yeah. and just presented it to every Florida State fan who just got to swing it freewheeling at Yep. Anybody. Anybody yeah. they wanted to. It hurts, right. too. You're right. You're exactly right. Uh, the, the next time, or, well, the first time Miami's in the college football playoff, <laughs> how many of us three, me, Theo, Stone, will be alive? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Which one of the three of us, or how many of us, are still living when Miami gets to the college football playoff? We'll come back to the Duffy's in Del Rey after this. He's still on the Manowitz Friday Night Lights. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here at the Duffy's Linton and Federal in Delray, U.S. Iran, 
Two o'clock start, final match. World Cup group stage for the Americans. Win and they're in to the knockout stage, lose and that's it. Time to get on a flight and head back home. They've got a million TVs here, obviously, at Duffy's and they've got the Golf Channel on behind us. And Tiger Woods has pulled out of his tournament in the Bahamas, the Hero World Challenge, the Jupiter Island resident. If you're a Tiger fan, this is not going to encourage you. Quote, I can hit the ball. It's walking that hurts. Mm. Yikes. Walking hurting is not a good sign, yeah. No. I think we can come together as fans and as a committee to kind of give him his own golf cart or give him, like, his Tiger bike. Like, if you don't want to walk, it's okay. Tiger will make everybody else walk. Don't think that uh, the Masters is going to allow the Tiger cart. Yeah. A Tiger bike would be interesting because I, I think that might be kind a of – A tyke. Okay, a tyke. I like, I like the nickname we're getting yeah. with, but it, it's still you're exerting a lot of effort. That's true. If your legs hurt, maybe a bike isn't no, the no, best it's not way to a go. Bicycle, How about a scooter? Man, it's, a, it's one that goes right here with the hand oh, crank, you know, okay. and it's elect crank. electronic. Yeah. Okay. Or, or you can just go out there and pick them up and carry them from hole to hole. I would 100% do that, and I think a lot of people would volunteer to do that as well. Like so I don't one understand. person per hole? Yes. Do you wouldn't be able to do 18. A simple piggyback. Yes. Just, yeah. Do those bikes that look like, like bikes but actually have, like, those motors on them, do they have a specific name? Because I'm seeing that more and yeah, more. There is. And I don't under If you're going to do that, why don't you just get, like, a – a dirt bike or a motorcycle because you they can pedal as well they call them um but what's the point of having a pedal bike like if a you have bike. a motor on it i think it's called a motorbike no a motorbike is like a motorcycle. on a ramp and do flippy things in like oh, okay. that's a motorbike You're talking about something it's kind of like a motorcycle like a motocross but like it looks like a bike about, it looks like a bike where it's it. just a bike yeah. but then it's like like, I see them down my street all the time, and I don't understand what the point of that yeah, is. Yeah, I think they're called ele electric e-bikes. E-bikes. It's a generational thing? It's like an e-cigarette nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's an electrical e-bike. An e-bike. If you ever want to write off why you don't know something, you just say it's a generational thing, <laughs> and you just keep moving. Everybody always <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, it's a generational <laughs> thing. It's a generational thing. I'm sure yeah, they I had those things for, like, at least 10 years <laughs> or so. Generational. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just too old for yeah. that. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. All right. So uh, just a couple of minutes ago, Kevin O'Donnell, Fox 13 out of Tampa, tweeted the following. With USF players being told the announcement of their new coach will be revealed by Sunday, I think the list comes down to Deion Sanders and Jamie Chadwell, given their teams have final games this weekend. Just my opinion, but I think USF's next head coach will be Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina head man currently. Yeah. I believe Dion wants more. So Does there he believe were that, reports huh? earlier this week that USF had interest in Deion Sanders, and potentially there was maybe mutual interest there. We know Colorado has offered the job to Deion Sanders. Let's he has confirmed that. It's Jamie Chadwell. Yeah. All right. We break the news, folks. If it's between Jamie Chadwell and Deion Sanders, it's going to be Jamie Chadwell. Breaking news. <laughs> Deion Sanders is out of your league. So here's my question, though. Where does Deion Sanders coach next year? Because Nebraska's been filled by Matt Rule, which we called 
six weeks ago. <laughs> you should have heard Steve Palazzini yesterday during oh, yeah. the show. He was, was the and Raven, man. He was pumped yeah. up Dude, about this guy the a Cornhusker head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the hire of uh, the coaching cycle, it's not going to be top this year, I don't think. But until Brian White at FAU does something, that will be the best hire. That's right. Go, go Wiles. Love yeah, you, Brian. Because it ain't Hugh Freeze yeah. at Auburn. No. Hugh Freeze at Auburn. What a creep job. We're going to either today or tomorrow, by the way, read some of the creepiness of Hugh Freeze, Auburn's head coach, because yeah. it's actually a little more extensive than I thought it was. But uh, Luke Fickle leaving Cincinnati Fickle. to go to Wisconsin. Yep. That is a huge hire. Yeah. Deion Sanders is a prominent part of this cycle. But now jobs are starting to scoop uh, or be scooped up. Where does Dion coach next year? Because there was still a vacancy at Florida Atlantic. And I would argue that if you're talking FAU versus USF quality of job, FAU is a higher quality job at the group of five level than USF. And if Deion Sanders had some interest in USF, Man. then he sure as hell would have some interest in FAU. Georgia Tech is still open right now. Uh, where else am I am I missing here? You slipped in Colorado. Colorado ago, is still Colorado. open, and they've offered Deion Sanders yeah. the job. Arizona State has already been scooped up. Um, so these Colorado. jobs, these I'm jobs here in Colorado. Keyshawn Johnson loved him going out west and them absorbing his culture. Would he Deion, liked Colorado. Is Deion yeah. Sanders going to stay at Jackson State another year, or? Is he going to go to FAU? Is he going to get in the American? Is he going to go to freaking Colorado? I, I don't. No. Keyshawn might no. love it, but I don't get it. It doesn't, ma it doesn't matter I don't what get Keyshawn it. Johnson loves about Keyshawn Deion Johnson didn't lay. He doesn't have good judgment because he's been yeah. crushing Tua for the last two uh, For years. sure, but I'm just saying he's a guy out west, right? He knows kind of the vibe, and yeah. I'm sure he knows there are people in that you know facility that they would absorb his culture. He said it honestly isn't that far off to what people are Deion just Sanders diminishing. is not from out west, though. But I'm saying, no, Keyshawn is from oh, Keyshawn is, USC. Maybe Keyshawn USC. wants the job. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. But right. I'm saying he, he thinks, you know. But no, guys, I thought Keyshawn Johnson was from L.A. though. I know that's what. Hey, yeah, yes. but Colorado. At Colorado, you are it's different than LA for sure. Yeah, but older it, Colorado. Colorado's <laughs> best years have been when they've recruited the hell out of California. Yeah, like Gary Barnett when yep. he was there. Um, like McIntyre now at FIU. Yeah. What's, yeah, like um, California people are. Oh wait, who did you say? I who? said when Eric Bieniemy was talking. Oh yeah, Eric Bieniemy, yeah. Rashawn Salam, anyone? Rashawn Salam. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, former you know, Heisman winner. I watched that. Uh, I watched yeah. that thing on Boulder. May he Colorado. rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, did, would Dion really stay another year at Jackson yeah. State? Really? I, I Before think, he takes one of these other jobs, I think he'll he'll stay a year. Why time. wouldn't Georgia Tech give Dion like half the university? That's could you the, imagine him in Atlanta? That's the only option to me, and I, I just don't know if it's gonna, if the deal is going to get struck. Like it's either it's either Georgia Tech. And it's going to be a boatload of cash, or it's going to be another year at Jackson State where his son is a sophomore this year. He'll be a junior next year. He'll still have that extra year if they want to leave the next year to get him to play in Power sure. 5. Now like, I was going to say, now Shador would leave with him wherever yeah. he went. Shador would absolutely right leave now. with him. And so would yeah. Travis Hunter, Just like obviously. Aaron Rodgers and Stone LeBanowitz are a package deal, no Shador Sanders and Deion Sanders. Well, they're a, yeah, a trio because Travis Hunter's coming with him wherever oh, they yeah, go yeah, to. But sure. I don't think that he is too worried about it, and, and dare I say that, but him staying at Jackson State in the FCS, like what he's done to attendance, what he's done to the school, what he's done for the culture, for all these HBCUs, he loves it. He's eating it up. I don't think he's in that much of a rush if the perfect spot. I also don't think, though, like he's forever HBCU. No, he's not. not. Not forever. But I could see another year. And also, Buddy with the tweet, who, who was it again? The Fox 13? Cam O'Donnell. Talking about. That's <laughs> you know. A, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm dismissing guy. him right now because that's not the last game of their season. 
they already got the Celebration Bowl on their schedule, even though they haven't made it yet. They got to beat Southern in the SWAC championship. Okay. They got the Celebration Bowl on You're the 17th right. where they faced the champions of the MEAC. And they lost last year. Right. And, and Dion's not going to want to leave until he finishes the Celebration Bowl because he got his butt kicked Because who is SWAC? He is SWAC. Deion Sanders be, is SWAC. He is SWAC. They'll be who? favored by 20 points versus Oh, Southern. they already beat Southern like 35 zip yeah. this year. But yeah. They're going to pound them, but Deion's going to want to be there for that 100%. because of what happened in the Celebration Bowl last year. All I'm saying is that Kevin O'Donnell, again, household name Kevin O'Donnell, the way he puts the tweet makes it sounds like there was some significant dialogue between USF and Deion Sanders. I think that's why he put the tweet out a certain way. Deion wasn't he wanted people to think that. Deion, Deion, if he if he's going to coach anywhere other than Jackson State, why wouldn't it be in the state of Florida? You know Take what? Take pride in a group of five so. and then use that as a jumping off point. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted Auburn. Auburn wasn't ready to go to that place. Um, they couldn't do the right thing to give Cadillac. The, the full-time job there. But I think going to a group mm. of five, Jackson State is not the jumping-off point to the SEC. FAU, as Len Kiffin has shown, is the jumping-off point <laughs> to the hey. SEC. But no, I, I, all hey. I'm saying Deion is that if there is dialogue with USF, Deion sure as hell should be having dialogue if, with FAU. If, 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 the reason for him, if, the him, if the reason for him going to Georgia Tech was because he was able to recruit the South, then how is it any different going to a USF Bulls team? No, where no, he no. can recruit the South. That was one of the biggest things. I know he had to recruit this state. You, he, he needs to recruit the state no, of Florida. No, no, all he needs no. Deion Sanders already showed he can get the number one recruit in the nation to go to an F FCS program and play and play with him, and also be willing to transfer with him wherever he goes. So you, you, you think Sanders his class is top bigger. ten at Colorado? Deion Sanders is bigger than Colorado. Deion Sanders is bigger than any Group of Five team right now. He's a Power Five ready coach. He turned around that program, and I get it. It's an HBCU. It's FCS. Guess what school's Deion quarterback Sanders. is graduating after this year? What school? FAU. That's right. Nikoshi Perry is I'm now exit stage left. Shador, just, Shador, who was, by the way, committed to FAU first before he, his dad got the job at Jackson State, just saying. Here's the thing. Wow. If in, in a dream world for me, Deion Sanders is definitely the Going next coach at FAU. Damn yeah, in a dream right. world for me, I just so personally know this. that he goes to Auburn? Huh? What world are we living in if he goes to Auburn, right? He goes from Jackson State to the SEC yeah, where – he would – like Auburn is a job worthy of Deion Sanders, but I don't know if it's a great fit. Georgia right. Tech is a job technically worthy of Deion Sanders. I don't even think Colorado is worthy of Deion Sanders. <laughs> no diss to them. They were like one of the worst teams in the I Power was, Five this FAU year. FAU makes so much more sense, though, than Colorado. He can't, he can't go group of five. He wants a Power Why? Five job. He Why wants not? A, He's been saying from the jump he but, wants to But Ken's point is that it five. is a stepping That's stone. That's his way to get there. He doesn't need there. a stepping stone. I would honestly think that that would It would help. Why would he need a stepping stone? I'll, I'll say this. If Georgia Tech isn't going to come calling to Deion Sanders, which is obvious, then I think you need to come to the realization, fair or not, that Deion's path is going to have to have one more step before he gets into a power five. I, I just don't think agree. I don't think so. If, if, what, if, if Luke McCown can get interviewed for the head coaching job at, 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 uh, in the NFL – a year after being a backup quarterback, though, Deion Sanders you've got to understand can coaching quite, a power five. You've got to understand quite what we're talking about. I understand. Though. You understand quite what we're talking about. Okay? I quietly understand okay. All right. what's happening there. All right. But, but still, it's a slap in the face to Deion Sanders to act like he needs to go stepping stone again. It's not. When he's already shown you he can recruit and win football it's games. It's not paradise. because if you go to Jackson State and then to Auburn and fail, you'll never find yourself in the SEC ever doesn't matter. Right. But if you Deion go to Sanders. FAU in the American, if you go to Colorado out, Mountain, out in the Mountain West, and you or um, Pac-12. It doesn't Pac matter. He's uh, Deion Sanders. I was trying to make a joke. But oh, and if God. you fail, yeah. then you're not going anywhere else. He's Deion Sanders. It doesn't matter if he doesn't go anywhere else. He wants to coach a Power 5 program. 
He doesn't need another stepping stone to get. Like, what the hell are we doing? What are we talking about? Why would he? What has he not shown at would, Jackson State? Uh, winning a celebration bowl. What has he not shown? This guy hasn't done anything well, he's about as a to coach do that besides go and dominate some FCS schools that shouldn't be well, able to compete with him in the first place. Well, he's coaching an FCS school. Right. So, but you're saying what else does he need to prove he a recruits? lot? Because he's done basically nothing in the grand scheme of things. He recruits. Great. He can recruit, right? He recruits so Jackson, he, Mississippi. So what's sure. his ultimate goal? At an FCS school. Do, do you think first, that first, FCS caliber first football player to so get what, an FC, what, a five-star to play at an FCS what school? Is, what is, when the time comes for him to leave Jackson State, what is, for Deion Sanders, the job? The I, job that is worthy of the great Deion would, Sanders. I would say Georgia Tech is worthy right now. A power five team. Is Georgia Tech a better job sure. than FAU? Quick question. Honest question. Is Georgia it's, Tech a better job than FAU? I would say being in the ACC, tough. I would but probably But that's the only yes. thing that makes it. Yeah, of the course. The only thing that makes it. Yes, a more career. desirable right. job. And the ACC is wide open right now. Yeah. And it's a Power 5 program. So he can go into Atlanta, Georgia. He can recruit his tail off because Georgia just – we talk about Florida. We talk about California. Georgia has some of the best talent in all of the nation. But no matter what, you're never going to compete for a title at Georgia Tech. You could say that. You're right. But are you going to compete? You can't compete for a title at FAU. Why not? And you can't can compete. And you can't. Why not? Can he, what's an what's easier route Cincinnati to a title? got in there, baby. I mean, it happens. It happened once. I'm more curious to what you think is on Deion Sanders' resume that he doesn't need a stepping stone like, that he's a shoe in anyway. What's Georgia on his Tech, resume? Other All than right, Georgia so he Tech. steps in. He steps in. Oh. What's, the, what's the end game? What's the end game for him then? Like, if it, Georgia, you said Georgia Tech, but, like, what is the – The end game would be if he goes to Georgia Tech to stay at Georgia Tech and build a program around himself that he can get a statue in his name right there in front of – You think he's going to jump from, like, Jackson State, State to Alabama when Nick Saban he's leaves? He's not going to Alabama. I said Georgia Tech. That's what it sounds like yeah. you think should you happen. He could have gone to Auburn. Said said he could go to Auburn. Auburn's not Alabama. Auburn don't – he doesn't have a resume no, for to do this immediately. Well, I don't guess, know. Well, guess who did? Look at all the, the dopes that have resumes Saturday to do it. had a really good resume. I know. He had quite the resume. Jeff Saturday needs to, <laughs> needs to learn how a clock works, by the way. He's Stone. He's Theo. I'm Ken. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are just over an hour away from the U.S. and Iran starting in the final group stage match at the World Cup. Maybe for the Americans could be the final match. They need to win against Iran. They have played the United States in the World Cup history eight times. And in their final group stage match, they've won it once, dating all the way back to 1950. Mm. That was when they beat Algeria 2010, the Landon Donovan goal, that then set the stage for every bar in America having cameras in their facility so they can catch people celebrating U.S. goals at the World Cup. Nope. That trend started with that. So the U.S. needs something today. They need to find a way to score. I have a lot of confidence. I have a lot of confidence. You have a lot of confidence? You feel good about it? What we saw them do against England, the way they played, clearly being the better team, the attack looked good. I think they're going to beat up on this Iran team. Nice. I hope so. Are you you even going to pay attention to the the match? I'm not going to be able to watch this at all. I got to go to Delray to interview (laughs) a kicker. They've they've come out of the gate. They've come out of the gate. I got really a story strong. at three forty five to have to shoot for TV, so I will not be watching this game. Well, put but your you notifications know what? on. All right. Go USA. Go right. go black guy at the podium. That's the captain. That would be Tyler Adams. Yes, we'll sir. talk about him and the entire U.S. team, including the eleven the U.S. put up against Iran in just a couple of moments. Elias Bustamante, Julian Zalavar about to join me here at Duffy's in Delray for Stars and Stripes today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for calling Stone Theo. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.